When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, folks. Welcome to another episode of Film Study. This is Ken McCusick here tonight to talk about the annual schedule release for the NFL, which came out today uh, on May 11th. And uh, you'll probably be listening to this on the 12th or shortly thereafter. Here to discuss it with me is Alec Pugliannis of One Winning Pod. Alec, how you doing? Doing well, Ken. Always good to get the schedule and be able to plan out the rest of the year. You just got getting back from vacation yourself. I'm glad we could have you on for this show. Uh, good trip you had? I had a lovely trip. Yeah, it was definitely a lot of fun. Good to see my uh, old roommate and his wife and uh, just kind of spend time out there and see the sights and all that good stuff. Yeah, six six hours of time difference involved and you were, <laughs> you were uh, still able to be on draft night. And uh, we really do appreciate you staying up at three in the morning for uh, for us and some of that or probably even later. But uh, yeah, it was anyway. like, we were wrapping up around six, but it, it was fine. Uh, honestly, I was so like pumped by the draft that it, I wasn't really tired. And honestly, the next days I was really good like i was really surprised how little sleep i got and how like <laughs> okay i felt uh i guess it's cool what happens when you're you're really into something while you're staying up <laughs> all right very cool all right well let's talk the schedule release here because because it's the big news of the day certainly uh the ravens uh in some ways certainly came out with a positive schedule but let me tell you the point of this show before we talk about this the ravens can't do anything about who they're playing or where they are playing them. So in the old get smart terms, you'll remember this if you're about my age, um, we care about the when, we don't care about the who or the where. The who or the where were already determined by last year's schedule and the normal rotational rules. So it's all about the when and just how much um, the NFL scheduling favors or uh, you know, disfavors uh, each NFL team, handicaps each NFL team. Um, so anyway, we're going to go through the various, the various conditions that I have in my system for, for putting a numeric score on that. And Alec, I want you to, to, to step in with, with comments at any time. We'll get a chance to talk about the, the schedule in general at the end of the show. But uh, I want to start with that London game in week six against Tennessee. For sure. Yeah, that's definitely a, a big swinger right there. It, kind of interesting in the case of the Ravens that, that they're going to Tennessee. My first question, Maureen, you know, kind of yelled up the stairs and said they're playing at Tennessee in week six and, and are in London week six. And I said, Oh no. And you know, then, then we learned they're playing in Tottenham and our rule is we always want to go to a new stadium whenever we can. So we'll be going to that game. Nice. And uh, they, because last time they played at Wembley 
but anyway, the the um, uh, my first question was: Do they, are are they as the home or the road team? And they're the road team. Thank goodness that makes all the difference in the world in terms of in terms of the the value lost here. Uh, Kansas City actually playing a road game, or sorry, a home game in London is a very big deal for them. If I were a Chiefs fan, I'd be upset about it you yeah. know, to a certain degree. This is the Ravens' second trip to London, second time as the road team. Yeah, I mean, I that's a great win for them. Honestly, I just I really hate these uh, home like home, but they're not home games for teams. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's total garbage for for everybody everybody involved, right? <laughs> like, it's not good for the fans uh, that have season tickets. It's not really good for uh, the team and their overall competitiveness. Like, it's just it's just very very bad. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, it's it's generally not a great thing. Now the Ravens did something interesting for this game. They they are going to London, so effectively they've got a short week with the jet lag on the way back. Not worried about getting out there, but I'm, because Tennessee's on the same disadvantage that they would have. But I'm worried about the you know the, the next week they come back and they play. I believe it's the Lions in the in the in the following week. Let me just make sure of that here. It is, yeah. This is Detroit in week seven. It's at home. So at home is a little bit better, but basically not a good thing to be playing the week after a London game. Now the Ravens chose to do that. They could have put their bye in that week. And they decided instead to drop their bye back to week 13. Just in general terms, what what's your thinking on that in terms of the value of having a, a bye in week seven if perhaps it would have meant that the Detroit game was played in week 13 instead? Uh, selfishly, I would have liked that <laughs> uh, just based on like, I was hoping that we would be on by that week, but I, is that Greek I, festival week? No, that's not the Greek festival. Week. That's a different week. Right. <laughs> but, um, but I was hoping that like with the London game, I honestly think I would have taken the buy um, there versus the week 13. Cause I feel like week 13 is just so late in the season. They're both not great. Uh, week 13, you know, play 12 games beforehand. Um, week seven, if that was the buy, you would have 10 games after it. And then the playoff push, neither are ideal, but, um, I think I would have preferred week seven set you up best for that, uh, next game and have the London game have as little impact to you as possible. Unbelievably two teams have their buy in week 14, Arizona and Washington. Okay. So, uh, (laughs) yeah, it's, it's, uh, that is very late. Um, the average week of the buy this year, 9.375. So, uh, mm-hmm. you know, for this, for purposes of the scoring system, I used an average of week nine, which is one of the factors I looked at. Um, but the getting back to the London game for a second, the fact that the Ravens didn't take their buy afterwards to me makes it a bigger negative. If they, if they had a buy that following week, then they'd be home and they would mitigate the impact of the jet lag, I think. And they'd be playing on a normal footing um, that following normal post buy footing. In fact, uh, that following week. But in this case, I'm a little bit concerned about um, what going on. I I wonder, did the Ravens think that perhaps by taking a bye week in week seven, they might've had players taking time off in Europe and they really didn't want that. Mm, Interesting. That's a good point. So, you know, it's it's something where players got to get back to the facility, maybe normalize more by just going home. And then at least if, if players are going to take their bye week off, they take it in the United States, they do what a lot of players do. And 
go to New York to party or do other things that are go to Las Vegas, whatever inside yeah. the United States or go somewhere with their family and, uh, and do things. But, uh, but anyway, if, if they're in Europe, it's like you've, you've lost an ad- additional degree of control over that situation. All right. Well, anyway, in terms of scoring for the for the Ravens on that, that's a minus two they got, and we're going to be rolling through these in terms of point scoring uh, for their game in London with no buy following. So uh, if they'd had a buy following, it would have been a zero. Second factor we're going to talk about is when they play teams. Uh, no, sorry, when they play on Thursday. All mm-hmm. right. Now, a little bit of background here. It's a big advantage to play on Thursday. It's a big disadvantage to play Thursday on the road. Huge advantage to play Thursday at home. And one of the things that's happened to the Ravens in recent years is they haven't had a home Thursday game be a divisional game, but they've had some road Thursday games be divisional games. And that's kind of really been tightening my colon as we've gone along in this process <laughs> is that, uh, in fact, I believe the last two years, they didn't even have a home Thursday game. They, they, they'd uh, they gone yeah. a couple of years without one. But they they uh, do have one this year. It's at home. It's against Cincinnati, and there is probably no better single thing they could have had on their entire schedule than that relative gain against a major divisional foe. Correct. Yeah, this is a huge game. Uh, I was watching the schedule release thing with uh, Sarah Ellison and um, Bobby Trossett on their channel, and uh, they her big wish was like, I don't want to play the Bengals last week. And if we do have to play them the last week, I want it to be at home. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she got her wish uh, in doubly. Like we're not playing them in the last week. Um, and I think this home game Thursday night is a huge advantage. Like you said, um, honestly, looking at that, I think that could be mattering on how the rest of the um, schedule goes beforehand. That could really decide the division, that game right there. And um, having that advantage on your side, is is a huge help it's always enormous it's a it's always has enormous tiebreaker implications that game and not necessarily just for the division maybe for a wild card as well then mm-hmm. you know it's an afc game you you want to win that it's a potential common opponents game against other teams that may be wild card threats so it's it's one you really want to make sure you you have the best possible chance to win and playing at home on a thursday not much better in terms of advantage than that uh you know you you'd uh, you could be but you could be playing the team coming off your own by would be the thing that would be better, but, mm. uh, but, not, but that's pretty darn good. So anyway, the, the Ravens play that, that home Thursday game. If you look at the other Thursday games in the division, uh, the Browns have one, it's at home. Somehow Pittsburgh has two and both are at home, which mm. is absurd <laughs> to, to, to say the least, but a, an enormous advantage for them. Um, and then Cincinnati plays one Thursday game, which is that's normal, the normal amount. And they play it on the road against a divisional foe, which is about as much as you can have your hands tied behind your back um, by the schedulers. For sure. And I think another thing worth pointing out is there's a, a compounding benefit for the Ravens in that the next week they go away to the Chargers uh, for Sunday night. And they have a mini buy against a good opponent and a West Coast travel. A long trip, yeah. That's so, a very that's good a, point. That's a very benefit. Like that's not a like captured in the scoring system, but that's a nice little side benefit too. You're absolutely right. It's not captured in the scoring system, and it's it's captured in theory in the Thursday thing. But the fact that they're going to the West Coast, and I didn't put it in in the the notes that I said as well in terms of how it, it probably should have been a subjective adjustment of a point for that as well. 
So yeah, I may, I may make a choice, a change on that to, to do it, but that's a great point, Alec. So now another thing we look at as we go down the line, and, and this is where you don't always get this from other folks here, but, but it, when your opponents play in the week before you is very important. And mm -hmm. in particular opponents coming off a bye, opponents coming off a Thursday game or opponents coming off a Monday game, all are different things. Opponent Thursday games, you want to avoid like the plague. That's you're, you're playing a team coming off a mini buy. Um, and the Ravens have none of those this year, a tremendous benefit. I, I, I'm not really sure how they got that. And another advantage we're going to talk about later, later in the same schedule, but it's, it's a marvelous advantage to uh, not play any team coming off a mini buy the entire season. I feel like the way they got it is that the NFL does not think about this at all, which is kind of sad. Um, it, because of the huge swings you see in how these games are scheduled, I wouldn't be surprised at all if there's no one uh, considering these factors when they make the schedule. I, I, I think that would be enormously, if they've got that bad, it's like basically as bad as the Russian air defense over the, over the Kremlin right now. I, it's, it's just, it's unforgivably bad for something this important in this competitive league that everybody loves to microanalyze. So the one thing I do know, the one thing I do know they do, um, and we actually will maybe talk about it in the overall schedule is that they try to put divisional games in the very beginning and the very end of the season because they want to try to get the division, uh, you know, little blow for blows going on and try to keep it tight early on. There's actually a pretty good um, podcast by the acquired podcast. Talk about the NFL. It's very, very long. And they also go into scheduling and how like they basically build the whole schedule just to increase uh, drama. Like it's intentionally to make drama <laughs> during right, the season. Sure. Yeah. I, that makes also all kinds of sense. I mean, it's been said often that the NFL is a league that really understands it in terms of promoting itself. And they have a rolling news schedule through the entire year, but the schedule release, I mean, they could release it one week per hour uh, for 18 hours if they wanted to. And, and probably, you know, <laughs> people <laughs> they might. so we had the NFL schedule release marathon coming up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So <laughs> don't give me any ideas, Ken. <laughs> yeah. I, believe me, we're not too far from that with these the, the leaks, the way they do it. I know um, <laughs> the, uh, the opponent Thursday game. So the Ravens have none, and this is important in the division. The Browns have none, but both the Steelers and the Bengals have two. So if you have one, it's a normal amount. Your, your score would be zero for that category. So both the Ravens and Browns get a plus three in that category. Both the Steelers and Bengals get a minus three. So uh, a big relative gain versus the, the Steelers and Bengals on the opposition playing on the previous Thursday. Ready to move on? Anything yeah, else I think, I think, yeah, I think so. I mean, like you said, it's great that the Ravens uh, lucked out that way. And it's interesting that was it two divisional foes? Uh, yeah. Not so much. Yeah. Yeah, so it definitely, in, in fact, one of the things I'd be saying is, and I tell you, if I was a Cincinnati analyst, I would be pissed. There'd be a lot of profanity right now in Cincinnati, uh, you know, for the last 12 hours, 18 hours, however long <laughs> the schedule's been leaked for, um, directed at the screen based on this absurdly unbalanced schedule in terms of the when. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it's, it's, it'd be hard to construct it worse for the Bengals than what was done. Of course, it'd be hard to construct it better for the Bengals than what it was last year, two years ago. Yeah, so, two years ago. <laughs> just, just uh, anyway, 
this this is what it was and uh um and of course we can say that now because we're we're on the benefit benefiting uh from it all right so the ravens the, we move on and we look at monday night football games now now monday night football games how do they affect things as much as fans seem to like having night football and primetime schedule and feel dissed when their team doesn't get primetime games primetime games suck okay i mean <laughs> in, in particular i'm not, not primetime specifically monday night games suck yeah. um they you, you you have to play on short rest the next week you don't gain any advantage on it in that week against the team you're playing there's no home road value to it about all, all that you can look at is and say it's not quite as bad when you play at home the next week so how the scoring works for monday night football is you get everybody's expected to have one monday night game from the, the total number of monday night games and the total number of teams but um, if you have more than, if you have zero Monday night games, it's a, it's plus two points and it's minus two points for every Monday night game above one, right? Okay, zero for one. So anyway, you can, you can see how that works. The other adjustment I make for that is if you play at home the week after Monday night football, you get a plus one. If you play on the road, you get a minus one. Okay. Right. So it mitigates slightly in either direction or makes worse your situation the following week. So the Ravens play two Monday night games. It's actually the most in the division. They play in week 14 against the LA Rams. Uh, it's after a bye, but that doesn't really help them much. Um, and then they play in week 16 against the 49ers on Christmas night, which uh, a lot of people I'm sure will not like. Um, and I, I originally I thought that the games were scheduled early that week, that there were a bunch of Saturday games that mm-hmm. week, but I think they're pl- they're planning to play them on Sunday. And that means that it's only a one-day disadvantage as opposed to a two-day disadvantage, which would have certainly been something I'd want to set an adjustment for. Mm. Um, I, neither of these games, you know, in, in, in terms of the the, the the Rams game is in Baltimore, the game at San, is at San Francisco. Um, they have to be played no matter what. Um, the fact that they're at Jacksonville the week after the Rams is probably a bigger concern than the Rams game itself, certainly. And for that San Francisco game is flying to the West Coast, come back on short rest and playing Miami at home. So they have one extra Monday night game. That's a minus two. And they have a split with a plus one and a minus one for playing a road game and a home game after their two Monday night games. Total minus two. I am like... Wait, what? I, I think we might have this wrong, Ken. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sorry. What what do I have wrong? Um. Oh, okay. I see what it is. Oh, wait, the, I'm seeing the Rams game at one o'clock. The uh, Rams, Rams game at one o'clock in Baltimore. Yeah. Why? Why is that in the Monday night? So, oh, oh, wait a minute. I think it is a Monday night game. I mean, I, could could I be wrong about that? If it's wrong, then that's terrific. I think and, it's, yeah, I think it's Sunday, December tenth, uh, according to the graphic I pulled. Unless the graphic I pulled is wrong. Oh, let's make this. Let's make sure of this. This is one of these things you want to get right on the time. And I don't know what I took it from, but that uh, I think it was a Ryan Mink um, thing he sent out. Yeah, because I'm, I'm looking at the thing. There's a Monday. Yeah, you're right. Night. You are a Monday night Commanders right. game, but it's preseason. So, um, so yeah, I guess like well, the, let's adjust the score then. Yeah, let's adjust the score indeed. So that's yeah, funny because I don't even have. All right. 
All right, let's uh, let's let's adjust the score. Okay, so we're 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 go back to that. The the Rams game. This is great. It's it's you know it's been rare that I've gone through an entire thing and not made a mistake on this. So the Ravens now instead of a minus two have a plus one in this category from playing a home game after their uh, road Monday night game at San Francisco. So appreciate this. Thanks for the review there. And uh, instead of minus two, they're a they're a plus one in that category. The rest of the division has all one Monday night game and only the Steelers play. Now Steelers and Bengals both play on the road after their Monday night game. So each of them ends up with a minus one and the two teams have a Monday night game and then play at home the next week, the Browns and Ravens each get a plus one. So in the relative sense, not the biggest swings on that particular category uh, for the Ravens. I will say though, the, plethora of late night games at the end of the season as an analyst it's just like oh. <laughs> it's already yeah it already becomes like a little bit of a drag near the end of the year sometimes and and then you're like all these night games are they're just a little twist of the knife <laughs> uh, a, a london game gonna make that a lot worse in terms of, oh, of yeah. getting home and getting it done i mean all, road trips in general are hard but we're, we're we'll be going to la and and to um and to london and those are going to be a full day delayed for folks out there looking for, uh, for content. And also the other thing about the LA game, that's just a little bit of a bummer is it's the um, holiday weekend. So like the cost of that travel is going to be a lot higher too. I was hoping that game would, I was hoping that game would be on like a very boring weekend. (laughs) You know, Um, I was, I I assumed it would be prime time and I was right. But yeah, unfortunately uh, you're going to try and head out. Or with set uh, with uh, for, Thanksgiving, for, probably not for many happening. for many reasons. I cannot go that weekend, unfortunately. So yeah, Thanksgiving's part of the part of the problem. So, yep, unfortunately, I will not be making the trip out there, and I'm I'm bummed about it because I was looking forward to it. All right, new new stadium for us. That doesn't happen too often, so it's a good that's a good one. Um, let's move on. Um, the next thing is once you considered your own Monday night games, you also got to play your opponents' cards here and see mm-hmm. who's who's played Monday night football the week before. Now. The Ravens, unfortunately, did not play a single team coming off Monday Night Football, which is kind of a it's disadvantageous, but they have no right to complain after playing no teams that are coming off Thursday Night Football either. You'd make that trade in a heartbeat because the Thursday night is a, is a larger uh, concern. But they get a minus two for playing no teams coming off Monday Night Football. Um, the Browns have one. The Steelers have none also. So this makes up for a little bit of the Steelers' Uh, Thursday, good fortune of having two home Thursday games and the Bengals have exactly one. So nobody in the division really won out in this category, but the, the Ravens and Steelers were slight marginal losers in terms of not playing a team coming off a Monday night game. All right. So we move on the bye week and this is going to be one of the ones I know you have something to say about Alec because this is, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, the Ravens deferred their bye week all the way to week 13, and they didn't have a choice of when they took their bye week. They basically are told, you can take it after here or we'll assign it to you, I believe. Mm-hmm. I don't think they say you can take it week 13 or week 7 when you get a London game. I don't believe they do. Right. Wouldn't shock me if that's the case, but I, I also I don't believe that's the case. I think they basically just have to say whether they want it then or not. For scheduling purposes, it just seems like it'd be hard to construct the schedule completely if you didn't force teams to make a, a deferral choice after knowing when their international game was scheduled. Exactly. Yeah, I can't imagine they would have the the other option in hand already. Yeah. 
So anyway, the Ravens at week 13. It's I- The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. I believe the latest buy in team history. Um, they've, they've had mm, something in the ballpark, I believe in 2000, they might've had a, a week off in week 12. And that was at a time where there were 31 teams in the league. So every team was off in some week. In fact, I believe mm. the Arizona Cardinals might not have played in week one, which is just beyond weird for something like that to occur. But the, but anyway, the, the, uh, the, the Ravens have, uh, a buy in week 13 this year. And I guess I, I'd ask you, cause all the other teams in the division have fairly early buys. Do you think this represents a significant advantage for the Ravens, or do you think this is something that, boy, they could do with a, with a different bye week? It, uh, it's not my initial preference. So uh, we had a little conversation before the show started. The way the heuristic works is the bye week minus nine uh, to create the advantage points, and uh, thus being this late bye, we get plus four. I kind of personally would, I was saying uh, maybe – at nine, I would do plus two, and then each each week off of it, it would fall off by one, just because I really like kind of just splitting the season directly in half. I don't mm-hmm. know if that's how the team likes it. I'm just that that's my hunch. Um, I do think if I had to choose though, um, maybe it's like inversely weighted. I much rather have a late buy than an early buy. So if your choice so, is week thirteen or week six, which are uh, they're not equivalently distant from week nine, but but the, it's the sixth and the sixth to last week of the season. Right. You'd rather have week 13 than week six? For sure. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you the devil's advocate argument for that, even though I agree with you, and obviously my scoring system agrees with you in terms <laughs> yeah. of how we do it. Yeah. Um, the Ravens last year had a number of players coming off PUP. Mm. And the, the having your bye week early in a season like that would actually benefit you in terms of getting your reinforcements in place you know, at, at a time, you know, the Ravens don't have that luxury this year, but I also don't believe they have anyone on PUP or if they do, I can't think of who it is. Uh, the only, the players would be like Bateman, maybe, uh, maybe Duvernay who is on IR. And I, I don't know exactly when they have to declare their PUPs. So they may have, they may have talent that they'll have to, that they'll have to wait on this year. Uh, the Ravens have usually typically worked fairly wisely within that precept, even with JK Dobbins last year, who kind of demanded to be activated personally, as far as I can tell, came back, obviously wasn't the same, went out, got rescoped again on his knee, and then came back and was very good. Um, I, I, I think the Ravens generally have played that very well in terms of, of, of bringing players off PUP, uh, knowing when a player uh, could be back in, in the last year was a case with a job with the NFI designation as well, that they, they, 
you know, activated him late in the year and he acted as a late season reinforcement. Yeah, I mean, that is definitely a good point. The early season, uh, previous year injuries, um, given that extra week to come back and have more games of impact, that makes a lot of sense too. So uh, there is a, a, I guess, because the Ravens are relatively healthy exiting the year, um, as far as like long-term injuries, that um, it, this is a good year to have a later buy. Yeah. Well, that's the way I'd look at it too. And honestly, it's about the biggest advantage they have in the division. They have a plus four there. The Browns have a minus four. The Steelers have a minus three. And the, and the Bengals have a minus two. So they're picking up eight, seven, and six points respectively versus each of these teams. So if you do disagree with the way I've done it and say, well, that it, it's not really worth that much, this is the part you're really probably – you know, would, would be most critical about. And I would understand that if that, uh, if that was the case, certainly understand it in your case. Yeah. I'm taking through um, all the seasons and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure we haven't had a buy this late. I'm trying to find like what the latest buy was. Otherwise I was actually 2000. check 2000. I think 2000 was week five. Um, if I recall correctly, let me see. I'll get back to it. I think it was before Festivus, if I recall, but let's take a look. Uh, maybe there's two buys back then. Is that possible? Yeah, um, let's see. Let's see. I was scheduled by team, Baltimore Ravens. And yeah, they had a bye week in week 14, actually. So it was oh, after. Oh, yeah, there it is. Yeah, you're yeah. right. It must be the week after, the year after that was week five or something. But anyways, yeah, okay, there you go. 14, that's really late. Sheesh. Yeah. So it's not quite the latest buy. So we caught it, caught ourselves on another error. That's good. Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's move on and talk about opposition buys. And I'm just going to say this for the 900th time to the NFL <laughs> office people who are not listening to this podcast. There's no reason for this schedule screw up to continue occurring year after year. There is just no reason for it. There's no reason for this laziness. There's no reason to make this error. I don't think you can justify it on a makeup basis in terms of trying to make up for a team that otherwise has scheduling disadvantages or advantages to, to, to change the, the bi-week rules. But every team, there are 32 buys in the NFL to be given out. Every team should play one team exactly coming off a bye. It's one of the biggest scheduling disadvantages you can possibly have is to be playing a team who didn't play the week before. A yep. Thursday, playing a team coming off a, a, a Thursday the week before is a minus three. Playing a team coming off a bye is a minus seven. Okay? So if everybody had exactly their one expected, we'd be fine. Now, it so happens the Ravens are beneficiaries of the bye week this year. Normally, they have not been. They have been screwed many more times then, then they benefited from it, including famously in the 2000 season. They played three teams coming off a bye. Jeez. 2000, 2001, one of those two years. They played three teams come in, immediately after their bye. Um, and, they, you know, obviously it's just ridiculous. The Giants one year recently had three teams coming off a bye in, a, in just an absurd, uh, you know, scheduling blunder, frankly. Well, anyway, the Ravens, I noticed they didn't, ha- they didn't play a team coming off the bye. So the first time in a number of years that's happened, I was very excited by it. And then I went back through and looked at the other teams in the division and the Browns and Steelers also do not play a team coming off a bye. And that kind of took a lot of the air out of the tires there in terms of of value, but the Bengals do the Bengals play Jacksonville coming off a, it's a Jacksonville. Who do they play? They do play a team coming off a bye anyway. If it's Jacksonville, um, that's even better. That's actually a good team, you know? (laughs) 
Yeah, it's not Jacksonville. Who is it exactly? Um, oh, I should have mentioned. I should have color coded this because it's really necessary. Let's see, starting week five with the buys. Not any of those. Not any of those. Buy there. Not any of those. Buffalo, maybe. No. No. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not seeing it right now. I'm gonna have to check that again because that would be obviously a big, a big scheduling difference if it did not uh, work out that way. But I believe they've got one team. Uh, Seattle. That's. Let's see what it is. It's Seattle in week when they play Seattle. Come on, that's week six. That's uh, a reasonable Seattle, team. Seattle's coming off a bye. Yeah, good team and and you know a tough game. So hopefully they'll give them a a, a, a challenge at home anyway. And uh, they they get they have a zero, so they don't have a particular disadvantage. And doing it's just the other three teams in the division all have a big advantage by not playing a, a team coming off their bye. Yeah, very interesting. Huh. So I haven't finished with the subjective adjustments yet. Is all I'll say. But the the Ravens have a, a a plus one so far, and the reason I did that, and I probably have to give the the Bengals a a minus one to um, reciprocate properly, is that the the Things not captured by the system are, are, are tossed into a subjective adjustment. Adjustment. The Ravens game against the Bengals being on a Thursday night, being a plus three for them, doesn't really give you the tiebreakers in the AFC North and how it could impact the playoff race in a very significant manner to have that game be played in Baltimore. In fact, it's one of the reasons why I just I hate the concept of of doing anything, but having buys that playing all your divisional games, all divisional games the week after divisional buys so that you can avoid anybody playing after someone else's buys and buy and not your own. It's the, it's the easiest. I, I always say it doesn't take a set theory wizard to set this up. You just have to think about it just a little bit. Just think, damn it. And, yeah. <laughs> get this right. And uh, uh, they didn't, they didn't, uh, they haven't done that. And they'll tell you, oh, no, we got a million other things to consider. And it's all about our games and our international. We got to do this. Then other people have buys. They rescheduled. I'm sure they'd come up with a million reasons for you why you can't do it. But I bet they're still in the billions and billions of combinations that they have. And the hundreds of thousands of combinations that they probably like that give them a pretty good set of games, they can find the, you know, 500 combinations that still allow you to have divisional buys following, you know, sorry, divisional buys preceding divisional games that would then negate the impact of those buys. So frustrating mm. as hell that yeah. this occurs the way it does, but, uh, but it is what it is. You could like tie the Thursday games into that and really just solve so many problems. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like uh, there, there's, there's so many good ways to have done this, but alas, they, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they're not just they're just not interested <laughs> yeah I, I i don't get it i mean maybe maybe this is part of the thing is you know we'd miss out on all this this good analyst talk when when people are complaining <laughs> about the schedule when it gets released if we didn't have unbalanced schedules you know so yeah. <laughs> it is well, uh, we all know there's the script right <laughs> they're, just, <laughs> they're just playing the script yeah. i i don't doubt that there is there is discussion of that and it's kind of the catch-all category to we made a mistake and we're not going to worry about it. Is that if we didn't have something like that, we'd miss out on all the good you know podcast talk about this guy. <laughs> That's right. Uh, so anyway, I, I, I didn't come up with subjective adjustments for the Browns or the Steelers. Uh, I don't think either of them has too much 
to be done in, in their terms. Ravens do have a tough start to the season. They play four of the first six on the roads. So they open against Houston at home. And then they play four to five on the road, culminating in that trip to London, London. Yeah. which is a bitch of a road trip to say the least. Yeah. I mean, we have three home games in the first eight games played. Um, so it's and, definitely and two uh, in the first six games played. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh it's not great. And I, I think the other thing that's, I don't like too much is we have a, a, a three game streak away and a three game streak at home. And I like having more of a, you know, alternating schedule. I don't really enjoy having these long uh, breaks away or uh, breaks at home either. Yeah, me, me too. And I, w- there was one one year the Ravens had a home road, home road, home road all the way through for 16 game season in the last yeah. six years think, or so. I think it was literally uh, two years ago. Two yeah. years ago. And it had to be more than that. No, it didn't have to be. But I thought it was before they went to 17 games. So that would have made it at least three years ago, I believe. Okay, maybe but, it was. But I might be wrong. It might have been. It might have been. They might have done it. It was, it was. It was post twenty nineteen. I can tell you that much. Okay. So it might, have, <laughs> might have been twenty twenty on the nose. Okay. So <laughs> yeah. So in any case, the uh, uh, you know we can look at the subjective adjustment. I think that the Ravens actually gain a benefit from the way their their Thursday game is lined in division. I can tell you right now, I would be furious about this if we're in Cincinnati because the schedule contains so many relative to the division disadvantages for Cincinnati. Um, that to have a Thursday game on, on top of that scheduled at your arch divisional rival now uh, is just a, a, a fairly crappy set of circumstances. And, and I, Cincinnati fans, I can only say I feel for you a little bit, although I think it's the Ravens' turn in terms of, of, of their chance to benefit from this. And Cincinnati certainly has had a, a very advantageous schedule, a non-Monday night schedule for a lot of the last couple of decades. And, uh, and they're going to you know, have a harder time now uh, with some of their games as a first place team being games that end up being in high demand to be uh, in prime time. And, and Monday night did not happen to be their weakness this year. They only have one Monday night game, despite, you know, having a good yeah. year last year. Yeah, for sure. I think um, one thing I like about this schedule is that we get all those away games early for the um, division just because I think it gives you a lot of good information early on to help base your, uh, you know, obviously you're trying to win every game, but it just gives you a lot of really good information uh, about standings early. And they're, since they're away, you know, you feel like, oh, I got the home ones coming up. Like I can make up for it a little bit easier. Um, so I kind of like that a little bit. If they dig them, it, it, you can't you can't afford to lose all of them for obviously, but but if you dig yourself a little bit of a hole by losing the game at Cincinnati, and then you have, yeah, I mean, all they play all three of their road divisional games in the first five weeks. Yep. So exactly. they're done. They're done with the road in the division by week five with the game at Pittsburgh. Um, that's a it's a tough ass stretch, that's for sure. If they didn't have Houston and Indianapolis in there to make it, I think, a little bit easier, and we'll see how good Indianapolis is with their their changes this year. Um, and a great draft, I feel like so. Yeah. yeah, we'll see how. Uh, hopefully, by week three, they're not all online. You know, yeah. <laughs> get them, get it early. But um, yeah. yeah, I think it's an interesting schedule too when you look at who they play at the end of the year. So it's nice that we have all mm-hmm. those um, home divisional games, but then you get like some really, really tough teams 
Uh, we I mean, three games back to back, two of them prime time of uh, Jaguars, 49ers, and Dolphins. That's mm-hmm. a really tough stretch. And um, there's also another tough stretch, too 10 through 12, Browns, Bengals, and Chargers, you know, two divisional games. Um, luckily, they're both home games, but mm-hmm. then uh, the away game for the Chargers, that, that's going to be another ta- challenging streak there. So, yeah, definitely a lot of like interesting little uh, subdivisions, I feel like, in this schedule. Um, even some overlapping subdivisions, matter how you want to look at it, that uh, that'll make for an interesting set of games. Yeah, because like four, th- four through eight, you know, that of those five weeks, only one home game, right? Not, luckily, after that, you get that big stretch of home games. But yeah, there's like all these little mini, mini subdivisions. Yeah, I I, I like your adjustment change to for the the subjective adjustment for the Chargers game being on the road after Thursday game, I think is a, is a significant benefit with a cross country trip like that. So I added a subjective adjustment for that. So I look at the, the, the total standings here and the Ravens have the best schedule in the division. I would say they're, they're at 16 total points, uh, meaning plus 16. Now the bias on this entire system should be ju- the average team should just be slightly under zero. Okay. Because the, mm-hmm. because the bye week, is right. 9.375. And there's a couple of the differences, like maybe the Monday night games don't add up to be exactly 16 in a given year. And I, I actually didn't check to see how many there were this year. There might be oh, yeah. 17, there might be 15, there might be 18 even. The Thursday night games, the Thursday games, sorry, are not exactly, um, uh, you know, 100% coverage. Yeah. Yeah. They, they're, they're actually a little bit over that. Uh, with it's still the crap going on at Dallas and Detroit getting the automatic, automatic uh, Thursday All games. Right. Fair, so fair, fair. You, you got you got stuff going on like that. They don't play them at the end of the year, and so the NFL's done some things to mitigate schedule fair, fairness by making these divisional games be in the the last week of the season, so they have a magnified impact. They can have a, a significant impact on the division, but still, one of the really nice things to do in the last week of the season is to play a good team. So even though you really wouldn't want to have your playoff hopes decided by having by playing Cincinnati the final week, and you can only obviously play the teams in the division. It is kind of better to play Cincinnati because Cincinnati may their fate may have been decided usually to the plus side, such that they would not be working to get a win if you needed one. So you've got a 12 and four Cincinnati team that is already locked into, say, the number three seed. They might not care about winning the game and they might tank it to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, in in week seventeen, they certainly would take the opportunity to rest whatever starters they wanted to um, in a game like that, and and you hope to get that kind of an opportunity. One thing you'll notice, I know you 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 bet an occasional quatlu on football is spreads in the final week of a, of a football regular season are outrageously large, outrageously oh, yeah. large because mm-hmm. motivations are off the charts skewed in <laughs> different directions. Yeah, so it's so it's it's a nice thing if you can get a unmotivated week 17 team. And something tells me that Pittsburgh, they might be playing to get a better draft pick that week. It is, that's certainly possible, but they might be playing for a winning season. They might, you know, try to extend Tomlin's streak, right? They might be playing just because they hate the Ravens. Yeah. Play spoiler. Yeah. To play spoiler. So I think the chances are better of, unfortunately, if something like that happening, than I think what, uh, what Cleveland gets the opportunity to do is potentially benefit from Cincinnati being in a position to tank the game. Yeah, for sure. I completely get what you're saying. I'm hoping that we're in the position to be tanking the game. Wouldn't that be great? Wouldn't that be great? That'd be lovely. (laughs) 
So uh, uh, anyway, uh, that's uh, basically the whole system we have. But I did want to say the, the final scores. So the Ravens are at plus 16. And I'll say the Bengals were at plus 17 last year. So a score like this, the Bengals had no negative components all the way up and down. The Ravens only have – well, the Ravens have two this year. But they generally have a lot of positives. The These scores are all amazing in the division. They're largely related to the buy. Um, but we've got the Browns at plus 12, the Steelers at plus nine and the Bengals at minus eight. So in a relative sense, the Ravens have nothing to complain about, about the when in this schedule. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you know, there's going to be people who, who will tell you, oh, it really sucks to play all three of their road divisional games in the first five weeks. Well, maybe, maybe <laughs> that's bad. And, or maybe it gives them information, like you say, and they go either one and two or two and one in those games. And they at least know what they have to do for the rest of the year. If they go mm-hmm. 0 and three, nothing's going to save them. Yeah. And it's one of those things I like, I like having the home games later for that mm-hmm. because um, yeah, that just, uh, it just helps. Also, you're going to be more injured by then in theory. Right, unless you have these carryover injuries like we had before, but yeah, like you only be more injured. So give give that little home hometown bump that helps. <laughs> All right. All right. I, I, I could buy that. Uh, anything else? Any other comments before we sign off here? No, I just uh another good season to look forward to. A lot of uh, I think some really solid games at home. Uh very curious about this Dolphins revenge game. You know, that 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 really burned for me. Uh, to have that loss, uh, my first first ge- home game as a, a season ticket holder. So, looking for a little bit of revenge there. And uh, yeah, so, so some other really interesting matchups too. Some cool teams we don't normally get to play. I'm, I'm excited to see the Lions. You know, you mentioned the Dolphins game. I, I will say this about it: I really love having a game against a against a hot weather team be played in December in Baltimore. And yeah. one of the problems with that Miami game last year is that obviously they practice in heat. They really mm-hmm. practice in heat during the summer. And when we played them in week two in Baltimore, it was a hot day. And yeah. they were able to keep it up for four quarters. And, and the Ravens obviously fell apart uh, in the <laughs> second half of that game defensively. Uh, playing them in December, I think, has a good possibility of really helping the Ravens. Who knows who will be a quarterback for Miami at that point? Do we mm-hmm. have a sense? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure they hope it's Tua. But we'll see. All right. Outstanding. Okay, Alec, always a pleasure to talk football with you. Uh, tell folks where they can talk to you online. Sure. You can find us online on Twitter at One Winning Pod, and uh, you can listen to our podcast, OneWinningPod.com. All right. Outstanding. Other folks out there, if you'd like to be on a film study short this offseason, still looking for folks, have a, a somewhat of an open mic policy. So hit me up with your idea uh, with a DM on Twitter. You can still do it. That one play episode if you've got an idea, or if you want to do one and you don't have an idea on what play you want to do, Talk to me about it with a couple of DMs and we'll figure out something that you can you can uh, take as your play. Um, also looking to talk franchise building with anybody who wants to do that. If you have a topic on that, if you have a metric you'd like to uh, discuss, like uh, whatever it might be, let's talk about that as well. And uh, uh, I'll get back to you very quickly. We'll schedule, I, I, I promise you, uh, shortly. Alec, really appreciate you coming on again. Sure thing. We'll talk to you next time on Film Study.